Hi, everyone. You're listening to Seeking Refuge, a podcast sharing the human stories of refugees. Today, our topic is relating to ethnic stories and the impact they can have on the lives of refugees and immigrants alike. Your host for today is me, Sanvi Silvani. Today, I want to talk a little bit about Clarkston, the town in which we were able to get some interviews done, um, and then let you guys hear the stories of the people who were kind enough to share their stories with us. Clarkston is a city located in Georgia near Atlanta. Um, it is commonly referred to as the most diverse square mile in America due to the large population of resettled refugees and immigrants. On the website of the Clarkston City, it actually states that 31.8% of the population is foreign-born. So with Clarkston being such an ethnically diverse area, one thing you see is a lot of different markets that cater towards specific ethnic groups. And so you see a lot of different shops that all have different niches um, that work to supply a specific type of merchandise to fit a specific need. So last April, um, the Seeking Refuge podcast members decided that we would drive down to Clarkston. And one of the things we attempted to do there was to be able to meet with some of the shop owners of these ethnic stores um, to get a little bit of their perspective on Clarkston um, and its refugee and immigrant population. During these interviews, we tried to ask things like what their journey was like, uh, how long they've been here, what their experience with refugees has been, and what they think about Clarkston as a community. Also, a small disclaimer, all the interviews we conducted were done within the stores, and so there is background noise. Um, while we did try to reduce the background noise as much as we can, um, there is some parts in which you will still be able to hear it. So we apologize for this inconvenience. However, I would like to think of it as just being a sign of just how bustling this area is. So now, without further ado, I present these interviews. yourself and your business? Yes, my name is Hodan mm -hmm. and uh, I have a retail store. Mm -hmm. I sell clothes, shoes, mm -hmm. jewelry, mm -hmm. etc. Mm -hmm. um, so you said you've been here for 34 years. Um, yes. All right. Uh, yes. So how long have you had this business? Mm, more than 14 years now. Wow. Um, I opened in 2007. 2007. <laughs> so how long is that now? Three over there plus the, yeah, 14, 15 years. Fifteen yeah. years, yes. Almost as long as we've been alive. <laughs> we, were, yes. we were four years old when you set up okay, your shop. So. Um, so why did you set up shop and why here? Uh first of all, I live in Georgia, mm -hmm. and especially in Clarkston is more international people, mm -hmm. like it, a lot of different ethnicity, mm -hmm. and so I choose it here. Mm -hmm. It was the best business so soon as I want to sell Islamic clothes. Mm -hmm. And plus, not only Islamic, I have every religion who buy it here. Christian, Jewish, everybody they buy. Because mm -hmm. the clothes, clothes has nothing, no have religion. Mm -hmm. So we have that. I mean, we have every in its mm -hmm. culture here in this mm -hmm. area, especially. Yeah. That's really cool. We're from the University of South Carolina, so it's difficult to find um, our community. Yeah. Um, so like when we when we came here, it was just 
it was kind of like so we yeah, have it here it really everybody no mm-hmm. matter yeah. every wall in the map mm-hmm. yeah. you can find it anywhere in the map yeah everybody's mm-hmm. here that's it has incredible. nothing to do with religion mm-hmm. every religion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes yeah. so that's what we have if you could put it into words what needs of your community are you meeting what do we need it what are you meeting like so why is it that you chose to sell clothes and perfume and jewelry was there a specific reason behind it no it's not only i sell everything right mm-hmm. i sell shoes mm-hmm. i sell uh curtains Mm-hmm. I sell perfume, I sell jewelry, I sell, uh, you name it. Mm-hmm. The only thing I don't sell most of it is uh, food. Mm-hmm. Mm, no, because that's my habit, that's what oh, I like okay. to sell. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's incredible that you're providing that much support. Yeah, so it's under. easier for me to yeah, sell the clothes than food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and all and on, I, the clothes, I can come and all clothes anytime I want. <laughs> with restaurant, you cannot do that. Yes. With food store, you cannot I'll do that. that yes. So this is something I can close anytime I want, <laughs> open anytime I want. That's, that's really cool. The clothes you have here are gorgeous. Thank I, you. Ooh, uh, again, mm-hmm. we're from University of South Carolina, so mm-hmm. our um, arrangement is T-shirts and jeans. Mm-hmm. So um, it's really wonderful that you okay. have this here. Yes. Okay. So when you, you came here 34 years ago, yes. um, would you be comfortable talking about what it was like trying to kind of come to this place and whether or not you had access to like ethnic food, ethnic clothes? A no, it was not. It was not. It was not ethnic food. And I just go to any grocery and buy it and make it my own self and feel comfortable in that. So it was not like now. Now everything is, is easier. That time, it was 1986. It was not. It was only American food. Maybe a couple restaurants. Mm-hmm. And then we go to those restaurants maybe once a month because they were expensive. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, we were, we we buy from regular mm-hmm. grocery and we make it ourselves comfortable. Mm-hmm. So that's what it was. It was almost yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay, what else? So uh, um, you mentioned how there's a really large global community in Clarkston. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any experience working with refugees selling clothes to refugees? And if you could describe that experience. Yeah, we have a lot of refugees who buy from us. Mm-hmm. A lot. Mm-hmm. Because it's convenient for them. Right. Mm-hmm. As soon as they leave here, they don't need no car. Most of them, they don't have no car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they can just walk. Mm-hmm. And when they walk in this plaza, they can find everything they want. Mm-hmm. From food, to tax, to clothes, right. to telephones. Mm-hmm. So they're not, is they can buy everything in one place mm-hmm. without no need of transportation. Right. And um, since, like, you know, it is very hard to, like, you know, find um, ethnic clothing in America in general, do you, would you say, like, sh- um, your shop, does that make, like, the transition uh, for refugees um, into or America just easier? To make it, yeah, easier. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they can find every, they, their clothes culture. Mm-hmm. So it's easier. Yes. Mm-hmm. When, so when you came over, you were talking about how that wasn't really a thing. Um, was that kind of a difficult transition for you? Or were clothes kind of less so No, I was not selling. I, I didn't have no retail. I used to go to school. Okay. So it was easy. Mm-hmm. So, and I speak second language. I speak French too. Okay. So I went to school. I went to regular job. I was working regular. Uh-huh. So it was easy. I go to work. I wear my jeans, tennis shoes, and hit the road. That time. So it was not. I mean, now it's much better, easier. Much easier. Because a lot of fun, a lot of ethnicity come. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy. Mm-hmm. 
And so I know that with clothing, you know, trends change really fast. How do you guys go about like getting stock or keeping up with trends? Now it's very hard. hard. Since COVID-19. Right. Yes. The shipment is very expensive. Uh -huh. Everything is expensive. Everything went three times the price we right. used to buy it for. It. Uh -huh. Still, we do it. Uh -huh. Because we know we, it's easy for us to get it. Maybe we have to pay extra charge. That's mm -hmm. it. So our next interview is a little different because it was done in Hindi. So for this interview, I've divided into sections and I'm going to start each section off by giving you a rough translation about what was said, then playing the audio clip and then moving on to the next section. I will say my Hindi is pretty rusty, so for any Hindi speakers out there listening, um, please don't be surprised if you're not able to fully understand what I'm saying. <laughs> so first off, we had our interviewee introduce himself and his shop. Uh, his shop specializes in clothing, specifically sarees, but also carries other types of clothing, such as children's wear. Uh, the shop has been open since 2016, and he too moved to Clarkston around the same time. So, um, store the next question I asked was what he thought about living in Clarkston, uh, specifically about the sense of community he felt in Clarkston. To this, he had a very clear answer, that he felt like there was a very neutral sense of community. It wasn't a really strong sense of community. There wasn't really, you know, no sense of community at all. It was very much so neutral. the next question I asked was relating to why he opened his store in Clarkston. Uh, for this, he said it was kind of up to luck. There was just a store that he was able to find within Clarkston um, and was able to set up shop there. After a little bit of clarification, um, our interviewee then um, explained to us that part of the reason that the specific strip mall that he had opened shop in was due to the fact that there was a lot of other ethnic stores and restaurants um, that were geared towards immigrants, which would make their experience a little bit easier. Next, I asked if he had any difficulties finding ethnic food within Clarkston. He responded no. And then I asked if there was any difficulties in the transition to living in Clarkston that he was comfortable sharing with us. And to this, he also responded that, no, he didn't really have difficulties. It was also pretty um, neutral. Uh, 
प्रोसेस पर ये जगह में जैसे ये कॉम्प्लेक्स में कुछ रीजन के लिए किया था या बस ऐसे या फिर जगह में भी तो किया ऐसे कुछ हाँ पहले तो मैं यहाँ ये सामने वो बैंक ऑफ अमेरिका वो कैंपस प्लाजा जगह था तो हम लोग आदमी ने बोला तो ठीक है तो यहाँ पर तो हम लोग को उतना आने का कोई टाइम नहीं मिलता है तो यहाँ होने से तो अच्छा रहेगा तो इसीलिए हम इधर वहाँ से इधर आ गया और आपको यहाँ पर जैसे जो खुद के खाने रहते हैं आपको वो सब सामान जो चाहिए खाना पकाने में उस वो मिल मिलने में आ, कुछ मुश्किल हुआ क्या नहीं नहीं हाँ और जब आप यहाँ पे पहले आए थे आपको तब मुश्किल कुछ हुआ था क्या कुछ जैसे ट्रांजेक्शन करने का जो आप हमको बता सकते हो नहीं अभी तो अभी तक तो ऐसा मुश्किल तो कोई कोई बात नहीं आई नहीं है In this next part, I ask about running the business itself. I first ask if he's noticed that with new influx of new immigrants coming over, if he's noticed that he's had to stock different types of clothes. To this, he responded that no, since the store was small, he doesn't really have space to have a ton of new stock coming in and out,、um, and therefore that customers may have a little bit of difficulty shopping, but that it's pretty much the same stuff. After that, I asked about getting new stock because with clothing stores, often there is the question of when your clothes come in and out of fashion so fast, what do you do with trying to supply your customers with those new fashions? To this, he responded that he doesn't really worry about trying to follow the new trends because they come and go so fast, but rather tries tries to keep the simple, plain, everyday wear for his customers in stock. आपने कुछ मतलब जैसे नए लोग आते हैं आते रहते हैं आपने ऐसे कुछ समझा है कि आपके जो स्टॉक में चीज़ें रखने चाहिए वो बदलता है या ज़्यादातर कांस्टेंट रहता है यहाँ पर तो वो ऐसा है वो जगह तो बहुत मेरे को छोटा है हाँ हाँ। वो बड़ा तो इधर तो सामने इधर उधर तो नहीं मिलता है हाँ, सही तो कपड़ा तो ऐसे ही हाँ। अच्छा ठीक से नहीं रख सकता हाँ। तो मुझे तो जो चाहिए तो कस्टमर के लिए थोड़ा दिक्कत होता है उन लोगों को ढूंढने के लिए सही ये भी एक सवाल है मुझे मालूम है कपड़े के साथ स्टाइल बहुत जल्दी बदलते हैं तो आपको मुझे जैसे सब जो लाना पड़ता है वो कैसे लाते हो मैं वो जो स्टाइल है तो वो नया स्टाइल बहुत कम खरीद के ले, ले रखता हूँ क्योंकि उसका तो उतना टाइम लंबा नहीं होता है इसीलिए जो साधारण है हाँ हाँ। तो चलते रहता है वो हाँ, वही माफी का ज्यादा कपड़ा ये रखता हूँ In this next part, I ask about whether or not he's able to get a good amount of business in this area. When we went, there wasn't a ton of foot traffic in the area. To this, he responds that yes, since this location has a lot of different ethnic stores,、um, specifically, he also mentioned Kathmandu Kitchen, which was the Nepali restaurant nearby. Um, it was very popular for Nepali immigrants and refugees to come over and get all their stuff there. Then, right after this, I asked, "Well, since everything's so centralized, it's all in one location. Do you think that it makes it makes it easier for newly arrived immigrants and refugees to settle in?" To this, he responds, "I don't think it's fair to say it's easier.、Um, I would rather say that it's medium." Madhyam is a word that means like medium,、um, kind of implying that it's not too hard but not too easy either. और यहाँ पर आपको बहुत मतलब business मिलती है क्या ये कपड़े में जैसे ये area में अभी तो जगह यहाँ पर तो मुश्किल है मुश्किल है यहाँ पर यहाँ पर नहीं हो रहा है 
अगर आप कर सकते थे कहीं और दुकान लगा सकते थे या फिर अटलांटा में आप लगाते थे क्या आप ये लगाओगे लगा सकते हो तो लगा अभी वो जगह तो मेरे को अब ऐसे हम लोग को फोकस इसमें है वो हम लोग का जो भी जो नेपाली लोग है तो इधर ही आता है और ये मेन टाउन हो गया सब कुछ दवा का दवा का दुकान भी इधर ही है फार्मेसी भी और होटल भी काठमांडू किचन भी यहीं सामने है और ग्रोसरी वगैरह वगैरह यहीं पर है इसीलिए इधर होता है इसीलिए हम लोग दूसरा जगह जाने से मुश्किल है तो आपको अच्छा लगता है क्या ये सब यहाँ पर जैसे जमा हुआ है थोड़ा आसान होता है क्या जो नए लोग आते हैं कोई उतना कोई दिक्कत नहीं है वो हम लोग को आसान भी नहीं है तो माध्यम है Here I ask if there's anything our interviewee wants to share that we haven't talked about. He discusses how language barriers are the biggest problems he faces. He states that he's fluent in Hindi and Nepali but struggles with English. And to overcome this with all the different ethnic groups that he works with, he often uses hand signs to work his way through interactions. Aapko aapke experience ke bare mein ya aise kuch humko aur batana hai kya jo humne sawal nahi kiya hai? अभी हम लोग को तो यह सवाल तो सभी किया है लेकिन हम लोग को यहाँ पर पहले नंबर तो भाषा के लिए मुश्किल होता है वो हम लोग को इंग्लिश उतना अच्छा से नहीं आता है तो फिर भी इंग्लिश अच्छा नहीं आने से भी फिर तो चल रहा है क्योंकि इशारा से हम लोग को ऐसे काम करता है जैसे हम दोनों भी बात ज्यादातर हम लोग जो उन जो आदमी अफ्रीका के भी आता है और उन लोग को तो इंग्लिश भी उतना नहीं आता है उसी का भाषा भाषा बोल लेता है तो हम लोग क्या करते हैं उन लोग के साथ वो हाथ का साइन से हम ऐसे हाँ, 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 हाँ। तो उतना कोई नया कस्टमर आने से भी कोई दिक्कत नहीं है हम लोग इशारा से या उसको नई उसको नई आना से भी वो हम लोग को उसको कैसे उसको जानता है वो तो उसके लिए कुछ कपड़ा ये वाला वो वाला ये कैसा चाहिए ऐसे इस हाथ का इशारा से तो ऐसे ऐसे हम लोग को दो, दोनों समझ लेते हैं नेक्स्ट आई आस्क डू यू सी मेनी वाइट पीपल कम इन ही रिस्पॉन्स वेरी रेयरली यूजली इट्स स्टूडेंट्स वॉन्ट टू नो बोर अबाउट द कल्चर बिहाइंड द क्लोज क्वेश्चन लाइक वेयर इज दिस फ्रॉम वट्स इट मेड ऑफ आफ्टर दिस आई आस्क वट इज फेवरेट पार्ट ऑफ क्लार्कस्टन इज ही रिस्पॉन्स सेंग दैट ही इज न्यूट्रल देर इज नथिंग दैट ही रिली लाइक्स आपको पे लाइक जो स्टूडेंट लोग होता है वो लोग आता है ये कैसा है ये कपड़ा ये कहाँ से मिलता है वो जात का है हाँ। या कैसे इंडियन है या नेपाल का है या हाँ। ऐसा ही पूछता है हाँ, हाँ। हाँ। और आपको ये एरिया के बारे में सबसे ज्यादा क्या पसंद है सबसे मन पसंद चीज क्या है कुछ है क्या मेरा तो उतना पसंद भी नहीं है हाँ। तो मैं तो न्यूट्रल में हूँ that having various ethnic stores available such as having a Nepali clothing store will make it easier for people who are just arrived he says yes he definitely thinks it makes their life easier 
I notice a tilak on his forehead, which is a religious symbol of Hindus, so I ask if he goes to the temple every day, since it is close by. He responds at saying, since the Swami Narayan Baps Mandir is about 18 to 19 minutes away, he's able to go pretty often. When asked if it helped him with the transition when he came over, he responded by saying that when he came over in 2013, it was definitely helpful. He also explains that there were family members who helped show him around, which made it much easier. He also tells us that he does everything he can to make it easier for those who just arrived by doing the same thing, showing them around as much as they, he can. So, you think so the last thing I asked him actually happened in the audio clip you just heard. I asked him how we can support his business. To this, he responds that it is our choice as to how we help his business and that he cannot tell us how to do so. After this, I then ask him if he is okay with us promoting his business on our podcast episode, and he responds yes. So if you're ever in Clarkston, Georgia, and you find yourself near Kathmandu Kitchen, please make sure to go check out Lali Palaz. Um, Lali Palaz has a wide variety of Nepali clothing and Indian clothing, so please make sure to go check it out. Now, let's move on to our next interview. Hello. Um, are you okay with being recorded? Yeah. Voice recording? Okay. 
Um, hi, can you just introduce yourself and your store? Um, my name is Ayan, and my store is called House of Hawa. Um, how long have you guys been in business? It, for the six months. Six months? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and how long have you guys been in Clarkston specifically? How long have I been living in Clarkston? Yeah. Well, uh, since 93. 93, wow. Yes. All right. Um, is there a specific reason you decided to set up um, shop in this complex? In this location yes. in particular? Yes. Um, I think because this is, has more tra foot traffic okay. when it comes to business. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of people know about the plaza and right. what they offer. And it's different stores for different whatever you're looking for. It could be furniture. It could be clothing. So I just felt like it was a good move to be in this location. And this is the only location we really have for clothing. Right. Okay. So if there's like any... Um, if you had to like describe what community meet needs you're trying to meet, uh, what would you say specifically? For my store? Yes. I would say modest me fashion uh -huh. because we're trying to be different when other people... I want to be... It's not just for one particular race. Right. So when, when you come into the store to be able to just find anything that you need. It doesn't have to be dresses. It could be pants. It could be right. tops. Whatever. So I would say modest me fashion. Fashion. And... Um, you asked about specifically your store. Do you think this like area in general ser serves a specific community need? I think everybody just... Yeah, there's some store that just sells something called dara, mm -hmm. which is just something that's a culture clothes they wear for like weddings and stuff. Right. So they sell those. Right. So if you need to... Like if I'm going to a wedding tonight and I need a clothes, I will go to that dress store because I know that's what they provide. Yeah. Yeah. So in the right. store for this, there's a lady cross next to us that she sells nothing but man robes. Right. Because you know that's what they, they want. want. Right. Yeah. Right. So everyone is different. Different. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um... So you said you moved here in 93. What was it like kind of coming into America and like, you know, a new food culture and trying to keep up with, um, you know, cultural traditions? Also, if you're at any point uncomfortable talking about something, oh, you can let us know. Well, I was a baby when I came. Okay. So basically I was raised here. Uh -huh. So to me, it wasn't Less a challenge because I was a, like a, literally a child, uh -huh. toddler when I came. So I just adapted to just being, I was born back home, Somalia. But mm -hmm. then when I came here, the, for me, it's like, I, I didn't go through any... All those, yeah. Yeah, then somebody who came, like, maybe three years ago, six years ago. Right. Then they have to adapt to learning the language and mm -hmm. the whole nine yards. Do you have any, like, specific childhood memories that stick out um, to you specifically about your experience? Um, either, like, in relation to just, you know, being an immigrant or, like, specifically food? Um, the only memory I can think about is called, being called the African booty scratcher. Oh, sorry. <laughs> And I guess, you know, when you're younger, you're not from, you don't speak the language, and there's the kids, you mm -hmm. go to school. And that was a term they like to use. Yeah. So that's the first thing when you just said that, that just popped oh. in my brain. And I think that would have just been it. It's just being teased because you don't speak that language right. and just learn to adapt and trying to be like, no, I'm going to learn it just because I want to be able to communicate mm -hmm. with my friends at school, uh -huh. try to express yourself to the teachers. Mm -hmm. So I think that would have been the only thing mm -hmm. growing up. And of course, food. When they had pizza and it has bacon and we can't eat pepperoni right. at the cafeteria, that type of stuff would be the only thing that literally it just yeah sticks in, my, in your head. Yeah. Did you have like different food you ate at home and different food you took to school, have, or um, did you usually just take your ethnic food there? I took my ethnic school. I mean food because yeah. we make like pasta mm -hmm. and then our culture club food. So so basically, whatever we ate for lunch or dinner that I would take, take at it school. If not, I would just eat the cafeteria food. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I know you said that you have only really been in business for six um, months, but have you noticed any like new needs arising or um, needing to stock different types of um, like 
merchandise. Yeah, merchandise than you expected when you originally opened. Of the course, store. like when I knew when I was gonna open the store that I didn't want to have same thing that everyone had right. in the plaza, and there's nothing wrong with that. Have I just want to be different. different, and I want it to be something that when I come, when I came to shop before this store was open, mm-hmm. that I would have been like, man, I wish they had this clothes, and I wish they had that. So I was like, why would I not bring that to this store? Mm-hmm. So it can be the same people, same girls like me mm-hmm. that want to dress, like I said, modest and the same, be cute. They could come here and just wear pants because a lot of don't sell pants. Right. It's all dresses. Mm-hmm. So that's when I decided to add more stuff to it. And I listen to people when they walk in. They're like, can you bring this other one? And I'm like, oh, okay. And then we bring it. Um, so a couple more questions. Mm-hmm. Um, how long was like this kind of like... I feel like this was something you're really passionate about. Mm-hmm. For you, was it more so like trying to bring representation of like what you wanted into the area? Definitely, Definitely. yes. I'll okay. agree with that, yes. And so how long was this kind of something on your mind? Because you said you've been in business for six months, but I know with businesses, it usually takes a lot longer than that. For a while, for a few years, I would say. Years. Yeah, mm-hmm. the more you come here and look around, the more you'll be like, I need to have my own. Okay, and then yeah. I have um, one question relating to getting the stock. So mm-hmm. um, how does that work for you? since you do have like different stock from other people i had to travel travel yeah i went to turkey and i went to dubai and i went to the different stores and i looked around and i just bought my own Mm -hmm. shipments and i like the clothes i picked out for something that i was think everybody would like Uh so yeah i would say myself i guess that's how the shipments the clothing so do you go like even now do you still go or do you have like contacts i have now i have contacts. contacts So if I run out of something, instead I can't just get on a plane because right. it's expensive. Yes. So I have contacts uh-huh. that I would say, hey, remember that store? I remember the stores. Uh-huh. Or I have their number, their card. Right. And then I would send them, be like, can you go get this and take the picture of what I'm running out or whatever. I see people I gravitate towards okay. and be like, give me more of those. Okay. Yeah. And then also, you know, clothing with clothing, um, fashion trends change a lot. Mm-hmm. How has that been something you've been trying to keep up with? Um, honestly, I just ask people what they're into. What do you want? It's like, because you're the customer. It's like, what would you like to wear? Mm -hmm. What would you want me to bring? Uh Because it's making you happy. Right. And at the same time, then the customers would know that, okay, you're listening to me and Mm -hmm. you... You understand my where what I want to wear, what I want to you know mm-hmm. what I want you to bring, and you will have more customers for a long time. Right. So that's what we'll be doing, just asking them like, oh, what do you think about this mm-hmm. one, or what do you want, stuff like that. Yeah. Do you also feel like trends move like slower here? Have you noticed that at 100%. all? Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I know like I'm Indian uh, American immigrant, uh, mm-hmm. so like that was something we always noticed is that mm-hmm. like people in India would be like, why are your clothes so old fashioned? We're like, this is still a fashion. Yeah, like, exactly. Hundred percent. Um. So you said you kind of grew up shopping here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what was that like? Was that like something that you really appreciated having? Um, was it something that really helped you feel a sense of belonging? Um, or... I did appreciate it because I understand. I see like the older ladies uh-huh. and how they really are trying to mm-hmm. bring clothes for the youth and trying to shop. Mm-hmm. And then for me, it was just like I rather I love supporting them because we could have done all like shopping right and paid extra what these ladies are selling mm-hmm. and with shipping right so i did appreciate them and realize and once i started opening the store i realized there's a lot that goes with bringing clothes uh-huh. and shopping and especially for me it was a lot so for them i understood like the older they are and for them to travel oh, and do this and right. pay for this is a lot of work mm-hmm. so it really is it was an eye-opener so i really the back then i really appreciate them doing that 100 percent, right. yeah, yeah. 
Um, so actually, uh, we had actually gone to a conference last weekend. And so there was, we were talking about um, in the context of immigration, mm -hmm. how a lot of immigrants have this kind of narrative in their head of deservingness. Um, this idea that they need to deserve something. Do you feel like you see that kind of in your interactions um, as like a business owner? 100%. Could you give some, it's, like go into that a little? Oh, for instance, you would say you would go to H&M or Zara, right? Uh -huh. They would pay $80, $90 uh -huh. for basic blouse or a top or whatever. And then when they're your people and then they come try to shop from you and it's just like you could tell them basic like $20. They'd mm -hmm. be like, oh, no, why? Make it lower. Right. You know, come on. You're my people. Mm -hmm. Like, make it 15 mm -hmm. And you'd be like, the same thing, but it's like going to the mall. You'll yeah. pay the exact much, but since it's here, you wanna... they feel more deserving. Like, oh, you, we would say people, mm -hmm. so make it a little bit low for me. So do you think that's like deservingness or do you think part of that's like trying to interact or like maintain cultural ties? I don't think it's culture ties because okay. I really feel like it just feel like if you speak the same language or you know each other, they're mm -hmm. deserving for you to give them a discount. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what are your thoughts on like um, community bonding here in Clarkson? We don't have any. Don't have any. Okay. <laughs> we don't have any community bonding. Like other states, they have like like functions mm -hmm. and like Ramadan, like now it's Ramadan, so they have right. like festivals, they get Ramadan together, they, joy. yeah, they do a lot of stuff mm -hmm. together for like fasting and stuff, but us, they, it's like the communities, there's, everybody's in their own little, mm -hmm. like Atlanta used to be very, when right. it came to the community back in the days, people used to come here just for the activities or functions, mm -hmm. they don't have that anymore. You feel like that's, like, how long do you think that's been dying out for? It's been since 2002, two, three. Yeah, oh, that's wow. what, yeah, it's been. <laughs> as long as I've been alive. <laughs> yeah, it's been dead. It's in the grounds. All right, all right. Yeah. Do you think there's, like, a certain event that might have triggered that, like, you know? I think people just started moving out. Moving out. That was a thing. Everybody mm -hmm. started moving to Minnesota or Ohio, Columbus, mm -hmm. and then it's, like, Maine. So it was, like, with less people that came here. And then the older generation, once they moved, and the younger generation was coming up, they didn't see that. So everybody just started just... Yeah. So do you think um, part of it was just, like, the second generation who mostly grew up here just kind of, like, losing some of, some of that, like, cultural... Yeah, tightness? 100%. Um, what, have you, what has been your experience with, like, um, being able to find things that, um, like, relate to your culture? Like, food, clothing... Oh, like it's very easy in Clarkston. Very easy? Yeah. Okay. And um, do you have much experience working with um, refugee populations? No, I don't, honestly. Yeah. yeah. We have the community right there. Right. But I just see them. They need help right. translating papers or mm -hmm. calling the phone for them. I do that. Mm -hmm. But other than that, not really. Not really. Um, and like in your experience, I think you kind of answered this already, but I'll just ask it one more time. Um, you know, having all of this really close together, right? Um, clothing stores, food stores, all of this. Do you think that made it um, easier for you to maintain cultural ties? I think so, yeah. Because it's like, this area especially, mm -hmm. is majority of the population is Somalis. Right. So it's like you have the... It's like you can find anything you need in this, in this area. area. So I feel like it's more like a comfort. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if you come here, you can get the clothes, you can get the food, like you said, the restaurant, the meat store, you can go mm -hmm. grocery shopping. So it's like a little... Like enclave. Yeah, yeah. basically. Um, do you have any fun stories to tell us? Completely okay if you don't. I don't no, not at the moment. Um, and so what can we do to help support your business? You can come and shop and spread okay. the word. That is what we're trying to do. So can you just plug your business in one more time? Yes, it's called House of Hawa. It's in the shopping center of the Somali 
clothing, I guess, and it's in right next to Umar, which is the Somali American Community Center. Yes, so come see us. We have modern clothes, very modest, and you, whatever your needs, we have it. Our last interview happens with the owner of a South Asian grocery store. Um, would you prefer to tell us your name or keep your name off the... My name is Kay. Okay. Um, I'm from Bhutan. I, I was born in Bhutan and grew up in Nepal. Mm -hmm. And I'm here in the United States as a Rahuzi. And I'm here for like 30 years. And I'm proud to be a citizen of the United States right now. Congratulations. Congratulations. Um, how long have you had the store for? Uh, it's been like eight, nine years. What was the process like of opening your business? Business. Um, before I came here, like some people from my community, back from Nepal, they own this business. Mm -hmm. And after that, like somebody from my community, they own this business and like I bought it from them. Gotcha. Um, was there like a reason that this location was attractive to you? Oh yeah, for fact for us. Mm -hmm. uh, this is really for the immigration mm -hmm. and all must like 20,000 immigrants from our country, mm -hmm. they have been resettled here. But right now they moved to other state and probably like around 700,000 we are here. Mm -hmm. Do you remember when you first came over, um, kind of the difficulties you had, like his oh, staying yeah. connected to... Yeah, like first when you come here, uh -huh. like 2008, it's really hard to get a job. Right. Because we are new here, because we don't know nothing about it. Mm -hmm. But been for like a couple of years, we know everybody, a lot of Indian people, <laughs> and easy to find a job. So for right now, we're good. We got opportunities, a lot of opportunities, mm -hmm. everywhere job. It's easy for that. Um, did you have any trouble maintaining like cultural traditions? No. 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 Okay. Not at all. And have nice. you been here for the um, entire 30 years? 13, 13 years. 13, okay, mm. sorry. So have you noticed that like um, in this store, like you have to stock new foods at different times? Have you noticed anything like that? Because this is. Uh, mix for like Indian, right. Nepali, right. Burmese, you know. Mm -hmm. So like customer for us right now, they are like from our community. So right. whatever we have here, mm -hmm. so it works. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Okay. And then, what are your thoughts on like um, community bonding here? Do you feel a strong sense of community here? Oh, our community, yeah, really strong bonding, helpful, you know. Uh huh. So it's. In our community, like, you know, we got a great leader here. Mm -hmm. So, like, we don't have any problem mm -hmm. to do anything else because they're taking care of people, mm -hmm. you know. Right. So it's really easy. Do you feel a strong sense oops, sorry, of community with other, like, other refugee communities here mm -hmm. as well? Yep. Yeah. Good. Is there anything else you'd like to add or talk to or us about? Anything about your business you'd like yeah. to talk business? about? Okay. <laughs> What's the name of the store? I know I saw uh, it. South Asian Market. South Asian Market. South Asian Market. Okay. Awesome.
So that is the end of our episode today. If you like this episode, please be sure to like, subscribe, rate, and review us in the comments below. If you would like to get in touch with us, email us at seekingrefugepodcast at gmail.com or at our University of South Carolina email address, sosrpa at mailbox.sc.edu. You can find us on social media at Refuge Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. This show is produced by undergraduate students at the University of South Carolina. Your host for this week is Sanvi Samani, and the interviewers for this episode were Sanvi Samani, Anusha Ghosh, and Aidan Thomason. This episode was edited by Sanvi Samani and produced by Jackie Burnett. Our executive producers are Isha Hegarde and Jackie Burnett. As always, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.